Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday evening. We're creeping slowly towards the 4th of July, and uh, we are with a legendary guest this week. It is the one and only John Legendary. John, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm great, baby. How you doing, man? Good. We met in Chicago, and I understand that was your very first Exotica. That was. It was an amazing, amazing experience, and um, I, I definitely enjoyed myself. It was a, a lot to take in. Well, you got broken pretty good because you were in the booth next to Kimmy Kaboom. <laughs> it was definitely a great experience <laughs> being there. <laughs> Kimmy, you know, it was like the, you know what I'm saying, like just, just going into the fire. <laughs> you know, and you know she knows everybody, and so anybody, everybody comes over, and and you know you can't help but stare. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she had a lot to look at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And uh, her hubby was there, and he's a nice guy. Okay, and, awesome. uh, and anyway, so uh, Exotica was good for you. You did say before we got on that you did film some content there. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, a hot ass Hollywood. And I, we got together, made some good content, and, and so we released it already um, on our OnlyFans. And then from from that moment, we were able to like, you know, just build a rapport. And we just released a new series called "Not What You Think." Um, that's produced by Hot Ass Hollywood and um, written and directed by Shot. Um, so from Chicago Exotica, we were able to like venture to something else. So it was a good experience for me. That's, that's kind of what uh, a lot of stars say. It's not, I mean, primarily it's about meeting fans, but, you know, at some point in time, the fan meeting ends and then the, uh, the, the other stuff continues. Yeah, the work. Poor gals coming in at, at six in the morning with an eyelash here and an eyelash here. And, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's all good. You've also been on a couple other projects. Uh, tell us about a, a series called Date Night. Yeah, so so Date Nights, that's my baby. You know, that's uh, that's a series that gives you a little more glimpse of who John Legendary is and, and how I typically conduct myself and, you know, my, my regular world, like, and, and how I would manage a real, like, a date night situation. And so what I do is I cast some of the top performers in the business and we go on a date and we, you know, go back to my place or a hotel for to get a little bit more acquainted. So um, it's, it's, it's an amazing series. I uh, on episode four will be releasing episode five in the next day or so. Uh, the next date night series will uh, cast Mona Azar. So um, I'm pretty excited to release that. It's going to be hot. That's probably going to be one of my most fun, exciting, sexy, sluttiest date nights out. So definitely look out for that one. Excellent. Now, how are you, you've been in the business about, what, six, eight months or so? Yeah, like I started in September. Um, uh, it's so crazy because, you know, I started off in a hot wife lifestyle, you know, as a bull. And so just being very familiar and, and, and comfortable and being in front of the camera while a husband watches me and films me fuck his wife, I said, hey, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not getting paid for this. You know, this is out of pure pleasure and, and just a hobby. Maybe I can, you know, escalate this. Maybe what's the natural progression of this? And I said, you know, maybe I can go into adult. And, you know, in college, a lot of my buddies, a lot of my frat brothers would joke with me and call me porn star. That was like my little nickname. And so, but, you know, it's a nickname. It's a joke. 
you never thought that you can really do it. And, and, and so just moving out to L.A. and being in L.A. is like, hey, well, I'm in the action. I'm in the city where, where shit goes down. Maybe I can, like, do this for real. And so in August, I sent um, some, a couple of photos and did an application with OC. And they hit me up a week later and then signed me. So that's, that's when I started in September, you know. Nice. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the million dollar roll and i'm i'm in standing in the middle of turning that down so i'll <laughs> we'll, we'll just go to the next guy on the list uh <clears throat> so where, where did you so you went to college and you were kind of joking about this and yeah. uh and then uh when did you decide decide to <clears throat> you know take that seriously yeah so i mean it was it was really you know august like i was looking um on twitter and seeing all these people like showing different clips of them fucking. I'm like, man, I can do that shit. You know, I've been doing it for so long. I have like all these clips on my on my iPhone. And I'm like, I wanna do this shit. And so I applied and um you know they they took me and so that's what I've been doing since September. Sure. Are you exclusive with one company or could you just do other stuff too? No, so I'm not um I'm not tied to any um um studio. I'm my contract star. Um I am exclusive to OC as that that's my agent. Okay. So that's that's who I'm I'm tied to. Okay. So they, they handle all my bookings. Excellent. Excellent. That's and that's good to get into somebody who's reputable and uh yeah. trustworthy. And yeah, yes. Yeah. Sons and the team are amazing. And, and things like that. So I'm excited to see if you ever end up shooting at uh Planetary Studios. James Barthelay has that now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met, I met him not too long ago. Um, we did, um, we did uh, the you know the Black Raw scene that just came out. Mm -hmm. We shot some of it at his studio. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I got to meet him. Well, with your with your looks and being John Legendary, I would think there's got to be <clears throat> a parody in there somewhere, and, and James is the king of porn parody. <laughs> oh, we, well, we definitely need to make that happen. It's so crazy because, um, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, how did you get the name John Legendary? What, what made you choose that? And, you know, it comes down to a lot of people often, you know, say, oh, you look like, you look like somebody. Uh, who's that guy you look like? And I get like a couple people. I get uh, Terrence Howard and I get John Legend. And it's a, it's a funny story. It's a backstory. I was in Colombia and, and Medellin, and I was on a date with this young lady. And for some reason, she just knew I was John Legend. And she was talking about, oh, my gosh, like, I dreamt of this situation. I dreamt of this. This would happen. This is a dream come true. And we're at the dinner table, and she starts crying, okay? Like, she really thinks I'm John Legend. So... You know, I have to excuse myself so to go to the bathroom because I didn't want to, like, laugh in her face. And so after I collect myself, um, you know, we go back to my place, and I give her a one-on-one -on -one concert. I'm singing John Legend, all his songs, okay? I cannot sing. But she really believes I'm John Legend. You know what I'm saying? She believes it. And so I'm playing the hell out of this shit. You know what I'm saying? So that was an amazing experience. And that's, that, that's one of those stories that kind of, like, stick with me, you know, is 
this 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 young lady in Columbia thinking that I'm John Legend. So that's kind of uh, how I landed on the the stage name of John Legendary. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you fooled other people as well too. Yeah, it was so crazy. One time I was at this restaurant, this very exclusive restaurant in, in Los Angeles, in West Hollywood, and um, it's called The Catch LA. And I have a young lady with me, you know, curly hair. She probably is like, you know, looking like Chrissy Teigen. You know, I come out the restaurant, we get bombarded by paparazzi. They definitely think that we're John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, you know what I'm saying? So they're like, I know who you are. What's up, John? I'm like, yo, like, I am playing it cool, you know. I'm playing it like, like yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, what's up? But uh, that was like my first paparazzi experience in Los Angeles is um, getting mistaken for John Legend. <laughs> That's excellent. I, I'm yeah. trying to find on my computer a picture of um, of me, and um, I'll find it here in a second. I know I will. I'll probably find it as soon as we get done with the interview. Anyway, um if you ever go to, well, in Las Vegas and Branson, Missouri, and a bunch of other places, and of course, I can't find the photo now. But anyway, um, they have what they call Legends in Concert. They have Elvis, they yeah. have Marilyn Monroe. Well, anyway, one of the guys that was there was Garth Brooks. I looked like mm -hmm. Garth Brooks. <clears throat> so we're in the lobby between the shows during their mission, and and uh, we're in Branson. I, I, host, uh, I was hosting a bus trip for some... Uh, some older, older folks down there. And anyway, I walk up to Garth Brooks and said, well, I know it's pretty tough to be a lookalike, isn't it? And he says, um, who do you look like? <laughs> I said, well, I said, last night I had four women convinced I was John Holmes. <laughs> and he says, the best, yeah. line of the, day, the best line of the day was, not in Branson, you didn't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> But that was, uh, if I find that before the shop, because he did look a little bit like Garth, but <laughs> young Garth. Of course, I was a young Pat, too. So, yeah. anyway, <laughs> hey, don't forget to check us out at JizzTalking.com or uh, you can follow us on Twitter at JizzTalking. We do this every Sunday night. And next week, we're going to have the one and only Cody Styles with us. Cody's new. And um, kind of we're, we're kind of venturing into a different area here. And I just met Cody in person the other day. He's in actually in my town right now um and uh we, we've not had a uh a gay uh, porn star on and so uh it's better late than never and i i kind of apologize for not going down that uh down that road because it's uh they're stars and um they should be get afforded every every right as everybody else and so anyway we're going to have cody styles on it cody is a, a nice kid and a nice guy i should say anyway uh, yeah, he's about three blocks south oh. of me right now. Yeah. Anyway, staying uh, at a friend's place, and we'll get into more of that later and next week. But anyway, Cody's going to be with us next week for our Fourth of July show, actually Third of the July show. And anyway, that's going to be coming up next week. But uh, again, hey, let's uh, bring Cartrell into the conversation. Cartrell, how are we doing? Oh, okay. Good question for John. Oh yeah, like. You said you shoot it for black raw. Like, is there any like safety issues to worry about when you shoot raw? No, no. That's, that's, to my knowledge, is no safety issues. We all get tested. You know, we're all freshly tested. So, um, black raw and, and the whole Vixen uh, management group does an amazing job. They they 
you know, give you, make sure you freshly test like, you know, one day, the next, the day before COVID, uh, SCDs, mm. like I cannot say a month, you know, I got like the Vixen management is amazing. I'll say that. Like it's, it's not so many things I can say, like they're amazing and they make sure that everyone is safe, feel comfortable. Um, it's just truly a, a great experience. You feel comfortable, you feel safe. Um, and I would love to work with them again because um, they're truly first class. Okay. Anything else, Cartrell? You always have a, a unique question or two. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you feel as a young black man in the industry? Like, do you think there could be better representation? That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, I think about that often, you know. Um, I always think that there can be room for improvement. You know, I, I definitely think that, you know, man, that's, a, that's tough. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's tough. I think there could be. Um, there, there's certain roles that are kind of geared towards us, you know what I'm saying, like for us. Um, can we be more universal? Yes, I agree. I, I think we can. So it's just a matter of these studios taking a shot on us and more diverse roles. So I, I do think that there can be better representation. You know, I believe that, you know, and being new into this, to the industry, um, I would hope that I can play more than a few select roles. I would hope that I can play a role such as Batman, you know, like a parody or, or Spider-Man or, or, or Static or Shock. You know what I'm saying? Like. Does it have to be a white guy that plays this role because that's what we're used to seeing? You see what I'm saying? So I, I will hope that there's space, room, you know, um, and a possibility for us to be in various roles outside of what we're typically, where we're kind of conditioned to see. See, I think we, the, the industry can definitely do uh, a better job in representation as far as casting more black men and a variety of uh, roles. Definitely. So, that, yeah, that's a great question, man, for real, because I, I think about that every day. I guess, yeah. one, I guess one of the terms I really despise anymore, and it's, uh, uh, it's just one of those industry terms. I don't know. I guess I do know where it started from. But um, I really never liked the term interracial scene, best interracial scene, best interracial this, interracial that. To me, it's just a scene. And uh, there should be no barriers or, or any asterisks or anything next to that. It's just a good scene, whether you're black, white, or purple or, or of a different race. It's just, to me, uh, a good scene is a good scene. Um, and so I, I really wish that they would get away from that and just say, "Hey, we're just gonna we're just gonna call it a great sex scene and go from there." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree with that, you know, to to degree. But 
I mean, interracial, let's think about it. Interracial is a, is a kink, is a fetish. So some people really gravitate to interracial. Some people really gravitate towards, you know, a BBC and a white woman. You know, they love the color contrast. That's what really gets them off. So how would they search for that situation if it was just like a great scene? So, I mean, I understand, you know what I'm saying, the whole, um, you know, inclusion aspect. But some people really get off on that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it's kind of hard. You know, it's like a guess 22. Like, yeah, one aspect, it's, 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 it's more favorable. And then the other aspect is like, you know, it, it's kind of putting, you know, kind of putting people in a box. Right. So it's very tough to, to t- kind of navigate that space, you know, right. like for me, most of my, like most of my porn, I've only shot with one woman who's African-American. And that was my date nights for a series like my date nights for volume. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I casted her, you right. know, like I, I, I booked her, I hired her, mm-hmm. but. I but no studio has booked me for uh you know a ebony scene you know black black man black woman you know what I'm saying because I mean quite frankly I'm not sure if that's what people look for now you know what I'm saying like okay. and I'm very curious to know if that's what people want to see sure sure because yeah, I would love to, I would love to do more of that you know I mean I I mean frankly I've been with black women all my life. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've had to like, you know, I've, I've been with more, um, a mixture of, of women. Sure. But um, I would love to see more, you know, black men and black women be able to create amazing scenes, you know, scenes together. Right, right. Okay. You know, well, I, um, I, I did find that photo that uh, I was talking about here. Let's see if I can bring it up here. Uh, this is uh, me and Garth Brooks and uh, the Blues. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking awesome, man. Anyway, that was uh, that was uh, legend. The legends in concert. How long ago was that? Oh, that would have been in probably uh, 1999, 98. Oh, yeah, that was 150 pounds ago. But <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I used to host. I, I used to be in radio, and every year we would take a trip to Branson, Missouri. Uh, we call it the Blue Hair Express. Uh, we mm. we see Wayne Newton and Bobby Vinton and Mickey yeah. Gillian, and then I added in the legends, and um, uh, then we went one time and we had uh, um, Liberace was the legend, and uh, I guess Liberace didn't go over so well in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> they had to move him out, and he was more of a Las Vegas type of uh, entertainer. So uh, anyway, that was my uh, touch with greatness of who I looked like, but no, I really think the parody portion of this is really going to pay off for you down the road. I really think that's going to be kind of a cool thing. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about your, uh, you've been shooting for a company called or a series called Pure Taboo. So yeah, Pure, Pure Taboo is a, is a, is like a segment of adult time. Um, I really like Pure Taboo. Um, you know, they, they kind of gave me one of my, my first opportunities as an extra um, and then I, I got my first sex scene through Pure Taboo and, um, I think maybe eight, February, March, and it was just released on June 7th. 
called uh, some ground rules. And I had amazing time. They're like first class. They're they're amazing. I love one thing I love about Pure Taboo and Adult Time is the dialogue aspect. You know, like I I'm I've been to acting classes and I've been trained as an actor, so it, it allows me to actually actually use some of my acting skills. Um, so that's one thing I like about it. Um, you get to really hone in on your acting and the dialogue aspects. Um, and the the storylines are very out there, you know, it's, it's out there. Um, and it excites me, you know, like the last one was about, um, you know, me and my wife, Penny Barber, who were nudists and we were trying to conceive a child, but we were having, you know, troubles with that. So we're trying to adopt a child, but we couldn't. And so uh, Penny works at a, a homeless shelter, and this is the young lady who has a who's pregnant, and doesn't not sure if she wants to have an abortion. You know, my wife she said, "Well, how about you carry the child, have the child, and then you know turn the child over to us. We'll adopt, and we'll raise the child, and we'll take care of you over the the length of your term, your pregnancy term, and it's like a win-win situation." The, you know, Lainey Gray, who's, who plays the, the young girl, she comes over and she finds out we're nudists. And it's like, hey, well, these are the rules you have to play by. Like, you have to be a nudist. But guess what else? You have to fuck us, too. Okay? And so, it, I mean, like, like, shit like that, like, excites me. Like, if, if anyone has a script like that, that that's, like, like, out there, but well-written well and well-executed, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I like that type of stuff. Well, I, I love when when you were younger, um, and I, I don't mean to go like before you're 18, but yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> who were some of your? Did you watch porn? And who were some of your your go tos? Man, some of my go tos. Um, I mean, when I was young, young Jasmine Cashmere. I'm not sure if you know her. I used to like Jasmine Cashmere, Jada Fire, uh, Pinky, um, like like uh, Sarah J, um, uh, uh, oh, the GOAT, Vanessa Del Rio. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love vintage porn, so I'm watching Vanessa, Rio, Vanessa Del Rio all day. Um, uh, uh, Angelina Castro. You know, so so those are the type of folks who I was watching. Then, then, then you know, as I got older, it started being um, ah man, what's her name? Raphael, what's her name? Raphael, uh, I can't with with the tattoos and the the big tits. Uh, she's actually current. I can't remember her name. Uh, and Mia Khalifa, you know, uh, Bella Bells. You know, those those are my the the who I was watching in the twenties. You know, I'm in my thirties now, late thirties, so. You know, that's what I was watching. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we got something in common because I was a big Vanessa Del Rio fan back. In oh, my life. God, yeah. Yeah, I was watching all her stuff. You know, I'm yeah. like, I yeah. was downloaded, downloaded her stuff on uh, uh, what's them, them ways, whatever them uh, downloading piracy sites called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, uh, I always felt bad because she, and I think this was kind of another stereotype since she was Hispanic. Always cast yeah. a maid, 
but uh, she was in um, um, the, the Filthy Rich, and man, yeah, that was a, that was a great movie with uh, Herschel Savage and yeah, uh, so Vanessa Del Rio and uh, Lisa yeah, Lee. yeah. So, but uh, that's what I was curious about is is how is as and then when you thought, wow, I'd love to do that. Yeah, like I mean, it was something I always wanted to do, man. Like, but it's what porn is like one of those things you just never really think you can really do. Like, I'm an engineer by trade, you know. Like, I work like you know Fortune 500 companies, like my whole my whole life. You know, I'm like you know straight ass type of dude. But then this this dichotomy where you have this other side where it's like, hey, I'm a freak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to be in front of camera. I like to fuck. Um, and trying to merge those those two worlds and integrate them where you can do both, where you can do corporate, where you can shoot porn. You know, like I got a nine to five and I got a five to nine. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, it's, it's trying to make, you know, getting the those, try to extract the both of the best of both worlds. Sure. So you're still you still have a day job then? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Until until, until I get more OnlyFans subscribers, I still got a day job. They won't. <laughs> as, as they always say, and this may apply to you, it's not rocket science. Yes, exactly. Because I know all about rockets. I know all about rockets. <laughs> I read your I read your bio that Erica sent yeah. over. That's uh uh, flip things down back down to Cartrell again. Cartrell, you're from Mississippi, aren't you, Cartrell? Well, actually, I'm from Memphis. You know, I just M Town 901. Yeah. North or south? Oh uh, well, I've been all I've been all over the city, so it doesn't matter. So. Okay, okay. Germantown. Uh, I I don't think I ever lived in Germantown, but I got okay. family stay there. Well, look, you got family in Memphis. No, no, all my frat brothers from Memphis. Oh. I love I love Bill Street and everything like that. I love Memphis. And Memphis loves me. Yeah. We went through there one time, of course, toured Graceland and, and ate at a Waffle House. That's my experience. Oh, oh shit, I fussed at the Waffle House. All-Star <laughs> Breakfast. Yeah, I love Waffle House. <laughs> Cartrell, anything else for you? Uh, yeah, like you said you trained as an engineer. Like, yeah, what I'm engineer, you want to go into Oh, I said, what made you want to take that up in college? Like, man, you know what's so crazy? The the craziest thing is, I wanted to be an architect. Okay, oh. I wanted to be an architect. So I went to college and um, I go into architectural engineering. And then I realized, architectural engineering, it's way different from being an architect. Two completely different things. Okay. And so I was, you know, I'm like, shit, like, what do I do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I'm, I'm trying to be an architect. I, but they're, they're two different things. So then I start working on, like, the industrial engineering aspect and, and, and going into, like, the operations and manufacturing. Um, and so I was always worked in, like, the automotive industry, the aerospace and defense industry, um, the, the tech industry. Uh, because that kind of fit like the more the more operations aspect and manufacturing aspect of engineering. So, for, so coming from Detroit, coming from the hood, it's like, like how can I like optimize my my potential? How can I um, make a living for myself? Because I'm not trying to go back to the hood. You know, I came from the hood. I'm not trying to go back. 
So how can I make the most money where I graduate college and I'm set, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how much you pay me, but I'm working in a Fortune 500 company. I'm good. So that's, that was kind of my approach to, to college. And that's smart. You know, I've been trying to get into college, but the thing is, it's expensive. Like, yeah, it's expensive as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. I mean, shit, like, I mean, unless you like uh, having some type of scholarships or, or going into the military, the military offers like good, like a uh, program like the GI Bill and shit like that. Or, um, you know, going to community college first and um, transfer to a, a four-year university. I mean, there are different aspects or different avenues, but uh, definitely choose the right one because college is expensive and you have to make sure that you choose a degree that's going to give you the, the right ROI because don't go to college and spend $100,000 and become a fucking um, English professor. That's only making 20000 $30,000 a year. It's just not, this shit doesn't add up. So oh, oh, make yeah. sure it makes sense. Like there's so many people who were art majors who worked at Starbucks. Yeah, make it make sense. Don't don't go into social work if you if you spent three hundred thousand dollars on college. Don't do it. It don't make sense. Just go to the fucking YMCA and volunteer. You feel me? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, we got kids in school and and our high school just graduated. Going to go to a trade school, be a welder, be a plumber, be yeah. an electrician. Make that money. All the time. Yeah, make that money. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So um, where do you see yourself in, in five years or so? I mean, I want to be a producer. And I mean, I'm already started doing producing, but I want to be a producer and director. You know, so I want to have my own studio. Um, I want to focus on creating films that are focused on giving women something to look at, building a, a audience for women as well as couples. You know what I'm saying? Like my, how I started was in the hot wife lifestyle. So that's how I expect to end my, my career is in the hot wife lifestyle. I want to provide the, the couples, hot wife couples, something to watch, something that on a Friday night, you know, when, when, when you know, all the, the kids are tucked away, when all their, you know, errands and business is done for the week, Friday night, they can pop in, uh, you know, a video or whatever, get some popcorn, some, put on some lingerie, put on some, some of that good smelling cologne. And just kick back and watch a video and get intimate with each other. I want to bring that intimacy in relationships, you know, where it's not like, you know, not like just like very raunchy, not bullshit, just like very intimate, as well as like females, you know, some women. It's a Friday night. She's by herself. Her girls are gone. No guy. She just her her toy. Turn on something John Legendary produced, directed, and she's having an amazing fucking night. Nice, nice. Well, you mentioned Sarah Jake. Well, I could watch her all day long. I can too, brother. <laughs> and, you know, at Exotica, we had, a, we had the fortune. She was in the booth right next to us. Yeah. So yeah. I could watch that ass all weekend. And uh, mm. that's just, she is. I want to work with her. I definitely want to work with her. Yeah, I mean, because that's someone who I grew up watching. So, like, when you go like perform with someone you grew up watching, I mean, I, you can't get no better than that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
she is just she was our guest one week on here and and she was fantastic and and uh, just really and she's so friendly i mean uh, i'm sure she's got her downtime and and we all yeah. have that but boy at exotica she is there for the fans mm-hmm. yeah i i, I, met, I got uh, the opportunity to meet her and so it was cool so hopefully uh we can connect and um maybe one day you know if, if i'm so fortunate um, we can, you know, collab and work together and, and make some some dope ass content. She is uh, down in Florida. Down, I don't yeah. know exactly where she's from. I, I don't know if it's Miami yeah. area, but anyway. And you're you're skipping out on Miami this year, which you know, in, in some respects, I don't blame you. Uh, that's yeah. That, that is a slower exotica, but you'll be back at New Jersey, and that is yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be in Jersey and DC. Yeah, I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I'll be there, ready, ready. New Jersey is just, I guess, just wild. I've never been to New Jersey, but I guess that's just wild. That's what that's what I hear. I hear it's, it's the place to be. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, Cartrell, anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, let me see. Oh, yeah. You said you're from Detroit. Like, what was it like growing up there? I mean, I can kind of understand because I'm from Memphis, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Also the hood. All right. Man, growing up in Detroit was rough, man. She was hot. But you know what I'm saying? The, the crazy thing about it was I was so used to, used to it. I was like kind of like desensitized to it. So I didn't know that it was rough until I like went to college somewhere else where that was nice. You know, or I, I did um one semester of high school in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is nice. They got, like, nice lunches. They have carpet on the floors. They got TVs in the room. Like, we got to dress in, like, a uniform. I'm like, It's, like, 90% white, 10% minority at this college I went to for one, I mean, this high school I went to for one semester. I'm like, this is nice. But in Detroit, I'm, I'm it's, it's 100% black, okay? I'm in the hood. And shit was rough. So I got to experience the best of both worlds. But like going back to Detroit, I mean, I love Detroit. It, it made me who I am. It it get it it uh ignited that 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 drive, that hunger, that that ambition in me. But it was tough. It was it was definitely it was definitely tough, you know what I'm saying? And so um Detroit made me who I am and I and I'm very fortunate for that. Um, but yeah, man, shit, shit was rough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was rough. Yeah, you know, I understand. Like, you know, in Memphis, you know, like, uh, it's it's the type of place where if somebody asks you where you're from in a certain neighborhood, like, they could end yeah. like in a gun being pulled. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm yeah. I love, I like Memphis, man. I got like I said, I got a lot of friends from Memphis. A lot of my frat brothers from Memphis. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean Memphis, but Memphis is wild, man. Memphis is dangerous too. I've, I've had some girlfriends from Memphis, nine on one. You know what I'm saying? I fuck, but I fucks with the nine on one though. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go back and talk about some of the companies now. You've the, the funniest company that's out there to me is Dog Fart. I mean, how do you name oh, yeah, oh. like Dog Fart? Oh, yeah, Dog Fart. Dog Fart. I, that was my first. That was my, actually my first scene. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it was um a, a blow bang with Corey Chase. 
And uh, it was like a lot of guys there. It was like 10, 10, 10 15 guys. I don't know how many it was. <laughs> it was a lot. And um, it was Corey Chase, fine ass. And um, it was the blow bang. And that was my first experience, like, on set. And it was, it was cool. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't necessarily think, you know, blow bangs or, or game bangs are my forte. But it's a good experience. You know, it was good to meet the fellows. It was good to meet Corey Chase. It was good to be on set. You know, so it was, it was overall, it was a good experience, you know. But um, yeah, it, was, it was cool. What was the first time? Was it uh, nervous, uh, on edge, or just go with the flow? Or what, what was the first time uh, on set like? Knowing what to what to do, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got all these dudes and just me, and this what is you know this porn star who's big time, and I'm not hard, you know. Like how the fuck I get hard? Like am I supposed to like stroke my dick? Like I don't know what to do. How to get hard? Like she won't give me hard. Like I don't got to fluff her. Like he like what to do? And so it's like oh shit. Like okay, I gotta get myself hard. Where, where's the, well, I didn't bring no lube. Who got the lube? All right, can I borrow your lube? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it was just like, it was different. It was so different than what I thought that it was going to be. So it was definitely a, a big learning lesson. So number one, make sure I bring my own lube. Um, but understand what I'm getting myself into. You know what I'm saying? If I hear a blow bang, I understand it's going to be a lot of guys. Understand that I need to make sure that I'm ready to get myself hard, you know what I'm saying, because she may not be there because you got a lot of guys to kind of, like, entertain. Um, and so, you know, it was it was, a, it was a, a very good learning experience, I would say. <laughs> yeah, was but it, was, it was cool. It was cool. Like, you know, Cortez was awesome. The guys were awesome. You know, Jim Powers and Dogfire was awesome. So, you know, I really appreciated my opportunity and my time because that's how it all started, you know. Good. I'm glad there are no, you know, practical jokes or anything. They hand you an icy hot yeah. lube or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. No, not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't, I can't deal with that. I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that's fantastic on 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 getting that and being accepted. Uh, let's talk about how long have you had that an OnlyFans page? Where did that come along, and and how have you developed that? You know, I actually started probably OnlyFans. I probably started right when, right when I signed up to OC, maybe September, October time frame. I didn't have any content, though. So I didn't start posting content until, like, February, you know, so, what, like, four or five months ago? Um, so that's the that's when I first start, like, actually uploading content. But then it was, like, a lot slower because as a new guy, a lot of people are not trying to shoot with you. So I had to kind of like build myself to like, okay, well, who can I shoot with? Who's willing to shoot with me? And so now it's to the point where more people are willing to shoot with me, down to shoot with me. Um, people want to shoot with me. And so now I'm able to like feel more content. Like I just got through, I'm in Vegas right now. And I just got through shooting some content with like a dope um, porn star, you know, like maybe an hour or two ago. You know, so it's a lot easier now that now that my name is getting out there now that, you know, like the black raw scene came out, you know, where the, the trailer came out, you know, people know that, hey, he's legit, he's credible. 
you know, um, and, and some of the bigger names are like, you know, mentioning me in their tweets, like, okay, well, this is not like just like a random guy off the street, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so that makes things a lot more easier. So um, I, I anticipate a lot more content will be coming out in the next, you know, few months as, you know, people start learning who, who the hell John Legendary is. I and mean, he's a cool guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to conduct myself professional always. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I also try to conduct myself as being true to who I am. And um, nine times out of ten, I think you're going to like the vibe. As, as a female performer, you're going to like the vibe. I'm not that ugly, you know what I'm saying? I'm decent looking, you know? I got pretty decent dick, you know what I'm saying? And I'm modest. Obviously, you can tell I'm modest. Right, right. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have a, have a chance to talk to Mr. Marcus at all while you were in Chicago? I did, I did. And, and, and that was such an experience because that's who I used to watch, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that was such a great experience is like talking to Mr. Marcus because I'm like, and he came to my, he came to my table. He came to my booth, nice. you know, with, with his friend, like, and, and it was, I have my coxicles, my little uh, small dick size, you know, uh, suckers and shit. He had it in the hand and giving it to his friend. I'm like, yeah, that was a big moment for me because I'm like, this is who I was watching as a, as a young guy, you know? So I'm like, this is so surreal and so dope that I'm talking to, like, one of my idols, you know. He's but kind of a quiet guy. He doesn't say much. Uh, to man, me. He was so cool, though. He was so cool. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed my time, to, you know, just chopping up with him for, like, a few minutes. You know, it was, it was cool. Yeah, but he was cool as hell. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a nice guy. I have always enjoyed him I've been at several events he's been at and uh yeah and, uh, speaking of that well, besides exotica then uh we're, we're looking in advance what other uh what other events do you think you'll be at in the next six to eight months well, well you know i'll be at avian sure i'm going to be at avian i'm definitely going to be at uh the next x biz x3 event in, yep. in hollywood the palladium in january because that was my very first trade show this year so i gotta go back again you know, I'll be, before I'll be X, yeah, I'll be at X three. I'm going to go on vacation to uh, okay. uh, to LA that week, so I'll be at X Biz and X three. I don't really yeah. know what if, and I've never been to X Biz. Uh, is, is that a that's not really fan centric? It's more business to business, correct? Well, it's, it's all the same week. Yeah, it's all the same week. So you got the, the the business part like Monday through like Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the X3, which the, the which is the fan thing, is like Friday to Saturday, and then you got the war show on Sunday. Right. So I did all of it, and um, it was pretty cool because it was like my first trade show, and it was like just an introduction to the, the to the industry for me. You know what I'm saying? I got to meet a lot of cool people. I didn't have any fans, you know, even though everyone thought I was Ricky Johnson. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it was cool to let people know that, hey, I'm not Ricky Johnson. This is John Legendary, and, um, you know, fuck with me. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's, you know that's fantastic. We, I, I think you've got a great uh, head on your shoulders. You're going to have a great career down the road. Uh, that, you know, it's just a, it's a snowball effect. It just has to oh, roll down the hill a little bit, and, and I think you're going to get oh, there. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in myself. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Confident but humble. 
Uh, so, you know, as long as I'm doing the right things and, and, and just remaining professional and, and just stand on my shit, I think it'll go well. All right. Your yeah. OnlyFans is at uh, John Legendary. And yep, again, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Look, John, at John Legendary, and I just created my VIP page at John Legendary VIP. So with my VIP page, you get access to all of my content unlocked. Um, my regular page, John Legendary, it's all a la carte. You can buy what you want, and it's um, it's the best of both worlds. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely an experience. You bet. Hey, don't forget, next week is Cody Styles. We're going to talk to Cody, see what Cody's been up to, see how he likes our town. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's fun to see that. Um, I see him outside once in a while, wave at him, yeah. and we wave back and forth. It's uh, it's um, uh, well, we'll get into that next week. It's a it's a it's a silly situation. It's going to be a fun situation. So uh, I can't wait till next week. So and of course, John, anytime you want to stop by, we are here every oh. Sunday night. And, All right. Uh, you just uh, bop in. You'll be you'll be great. All we right. do have a Facebook page that uh, we let everybody know about and. Uh, I let every I'll post all the links. We really don't post the links publicly because what happens is I gotta uh, block people who show me their dicks and their assholes the whole time. <laughs> oh, uh, definitely. That's a good. That's a good method. That's good practice. Yeah. But once we get here, uh, we'll put this interview out on Twitter and uh, put it out everywhere else too. So anyway, right. that's nice. a great time. Again, today our guest has been John Legendary. We certainly appreciate John stopping by and and John. You have a great rest of the week, and, and we hope to see you uh, down the road. Thank you so much. Definitely. For definitely. Yeah, have a good one. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next week, we'll be here. Jizztalking.com. Don't miss out.